Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, welcome to Certified Life Coach Institute. Today, we're going to be starting on, do we coach ourselves? What the heck is that about? I don't know. How do we do that? Coaching ourselves. Coach themselves. Is that even possible? Can you coach the coach? Can can Brooke find her mouse? Bring it into the other room with me? I miss that. So as we're experiencing our different dialogues that we've had about coaching <laughs> and Brooke goes cuckoo to find <laughs> mouse. <laughs> There's a piece that comes out periodically where we ourselves need to be coached. So when does it behoove us to coach ourselves versus hire a coach? Mr. Anthony, what do you have to say? I This is my perception. I don't know. I haven't done the studies to prove this or not. But my perception is... Once you learn a skill, you tend to believe that you can just do it yourself or you don't even really need the help. So like a plumber is probably not going to hire another plumber to plumb his own house, at least for the plumbers I've worked for in my plumbing experience. Exactly. They're they're not going to hire another plumber, but does their house get plumbed? Whatever needs to be. Yes. Their house does get plumbed. This is like is this, this is, a word? is this a word? plumbing. Oh, it's plumb like. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna no, plumb the depth of this conversation. That is an interesting dynamic because, like, I know gardeners. Um, they'll garden, you know, all of their clients' yards, but then when it comes to doing their own, they're like, "I'm beat. I cannot." Yeah. No. Amen. I know that feeling. Yeah. Boy, do I know that feeling. <laughs> My stepdad was a mechanic. Our cars were the last thing that they he worked on. <laughs> So maybe you just tend to neglect that when you are when that's your profession. You sort of put that on the back burner. Maybe as coaches too. Done. Also, if you're watching, put that in the comments. Do you coach yourself? Yes or no? Um, so, Kendra Battle. Yeah. So that's. I mean, this is a. Can we effectively coach ourselves? How about that for a question? Um, I think we should try and get some clarity on what that means, coaching yourself. Does that mean you're sitting down with yourself for an hour and going through a session? Or does that mean there's just like small instances in your life where you use maybe something that you learned, you know, going through one of our classes, maybe a tool and utilizing that tool to kind of help you get through a situation that you're, you're kind of dealing with in life? Well, that's a, I, I think that it's important to, it's like a self check-in, right? It's, uh, we can do that. But, but the one thing that we can't always do is recognize our blocks, like recognize our, that's really where that, that, that having a coach comes in because they're, it's a, it, while they are mirroring your perspective, they are also in essence, giving you another perspective uh, through questioning, of course, but opening that up and i don't know that we're 100 percent capable of doing that with i mean i'm sure we can i'm sure there, there is a way absolutely but i think it maybe is more effective with the assistance of a coach i don't know <laughs> if we're being if we are being like lawyers if i was to be like a lawyer i would say no you can't coach yourself because of if we follow the icf definition of coaching which i'm looking at right now 
It's partnering yeah. with the client. <laughs> and thought-provoking and creative process that inspires them to maximize their personal and professional potential. So it insinuates that there is another person. It's a two-person partnership or more. Can you be your own client? If I pay myself, <laughs> does that mean I'm the client? What if I have a, a, a disassociative identity disorder and there are multiple yeah. of me? <laughs> I was thinking that. I was thinking that. The, the idea, you can only take yourself so far, right? Because you're yeah. going to identify the questions. And, and to some extent, yes, it can work to a point. And then the deeper evolution of the gathering of information is what's going to be missing. So like you were saying, that reflective space um, where we, the coach, are gathering that reflective information can provide a better space for clarity. Now, I mean, I don't, well, this doesn't have to be a whole like, um, you have to have a coach. Like, I, like it doesn't have to turn into that. Because I think there are a lot of really beneficial tools yeah, that, sure. that coaches can use that you can use like like SWAT, like smart like the SWAT you know analysis smart like doing a life wheel for yourself like there you should test out your own tools at a minimum to see if they're effective sure. right? i would say um but so, a tool is not coaching though is it like we're talking about the the skill of coaching someone well, are we? What are we talking? I mean, uh, what, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm trying to get clarity on. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Is this a rigid definition? Like, what are we? <laughs> well, that I guess that's my question. The t are the tools that we use is that coaching or is that just? If we took away the tools, we could still coach, right? Uh huh. Absolutely. So, well, it depends on what tools you're talking about. Yeah. Let's get more specific. Because the tool of communication, if we take the tool of communication away, what oh, are we doing? Open, yeah, or open-ended questioning and the questioning model and all of those are... Yeah, I, I'm talking more so about like tools that sort of like the SWOT analysis or Cartesian logic, like, you know, those pieces of paper or those questionnaires like yeah, that so either you might have made for yourself or like workbooks or didn't make for yourself, you sort of borrowed or you know, got inspiration from, if you removed all that, coaching is just like a conversation and asking questions. So you're just listening. talking to yourself if you're coaching yourself, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, one? one of the self tools I use is writing. Is writing. When I need to empty out and figure out what I'm really getting down to the nitty gritty of a feeling or thinking or wanting or whatever that direction is. I do the writing and that is communication, right? But I'm not asking myself typically like to what you're saying, I'm not going from one to 10. How do I feel about that? But I do that though, though. The thing is I have, like there's plenty of times I have sat down with a notebook and note paper and I have taken myself through coaching questions and coaching activities. And I have, I even was developing a sort of process for a while and I'm still working on it in which um, you, when you're having a feeling or emotion or what have you, something is going on. If you ask yourself certain questions and ask yourself these through these questions, you, you sort of come to a realization by doing so. And, and that was, it was all built around what is the coaching model. Right. And so, um, and, and coaching sort of based type things that we, we teach and know. 
So, and that's kind of the crux of all of this is what we're hoping the clients do is start applying those tools and techniques outside of the coaching session. So they're empowering themselves and their um, tool for growth. I'm going to say too, it's critical for us to sort of coach ourselves. Like for us to, I mean, to, again, to be, uh, we have to know that what we do is effective, I would say. Um, and I think that a great way to do that, I mean, you have to, it's that check-in. And now I don't think that it replaces being coached. It's it's just like, it's sort of like a personal powwow kind of thing, you know, uh, uh, having those moments. Cause I mean, a lot of times too, I know even before like I bring stuff to my therapist or I bring stuff to my coach or I bring stuff, I run it by me first. Like, you know, I'm the first filter and then I decide, okay, wait, this is, I'm, I need more clarification here or what have you. And that's when I bring it to the next level. Um, what about you guys? Uh, depends on the moment, you know, there's, I'm very much a thoughtful person, meaning I'm thinking about things, I'm evaluating how I want to progress, what needs to happen there. And there are plenty of times I say something out loud to like even to you, Brooke, that I haven't even processed myself. And it's just an out loud thought. And sometimes I'm not ready to explore it, but just even having someone to say that to allowed me that space to contemplate, what do I really mean there? What do I want? Uh, that, yeah, well, that's the big thing. Like I I know with some um, being somebody who went through trauma, like sometimes in order to process that, it's like you just have to tell another human being like and it can't like just not telling someone like writing it down isn't enough uh it's it's the act of like like commuting almost uh, with another person that that is kind of critical um and i don't think you can replace that um and just be yourself do it yourself plus plus okay we don't advise right we don't have opinions with coaches we we ask questions but just by virtue of like having to air your inner thoughts with somebody else makes you more aware of your thought process, I think, than if you're doing it by yourself. You can co-sign your own BS all day, right? <laughs> um, uh, but then when you actually have to speak the words to somebody else, it makes a big difference because you actually have to have that thought and thought process. Like I'm saying this to another human being right now. You can say anything you want to yourself and, and, and nobody's ever going to know. But if you tell another person, there's that accountability piece, I guess, uh, to some degree. Well, then the question arises, can you be ever be a hundred percent honest with a coach then if you know that you're being, if you have to tell somebody something, there's an automatic filter right there. It's I'm going to say whatever I'm going to say to a coach or whoever you might end up filtering yourself because of that. Maybe in a way you can be more honest with yourself because you're the only one you're speaking to. I, it's not, I don't necessarily believe that to be true, but that might be like sort of an objection towards that. Maybe you can be more honest with yourself if you self-coach. But can you though? Because like, I mean, that's well, but there's like, there's that's a weird, it's like a weird dichotomy going on. Yeah. Um, because we have our blocks, right? We have our, the things that are limiting beliefs and we all have them. Um, and so are we willing to face them, but we still have to decide to face them when we're with a coach too. Like the coach isn't going to force that. Like it's, it's still us in control. So that's the weird kind of this weird space to be in. Right. 
But even being able to test the waters with our coach, if we're not quite sure if we want to share everything with that, testing the waters can happen. And as we experiment with that water testing, I might, as a client, get more comfortable and get down to the nitty gritty of whatever it is I'm trying to say. And that's why we, the coaches, when we're in the coach position, want to just stay in that neutral place. Now, mind you, we're not doing harm to self, harm to others. We're not having that conversation. That's not what we're talking about right here. So like in the bell curve, normal conversation. Um, sure. Why not? Coach, coach yourself and then get another coach to get a deeper dive. What does that mean? A deeper dive. How would you coach yourself to a deeper dive if you're co-signing on your BS? Well, well, what is, what is your BS defined? What if what if your BS is like negative self-talk, and then you yeah. kind of yourself and you say, "Hey, what, what, how's this serving you? You know, really, is this something that's going to benefit you to continue doing?" Um, and that can really open up some options for you to kind of explore. Um, on the other end of again, if you're doing something where you're kind of ne negative self-talking yourself or being a really harsh critic to yourself, ask yourself, "What's going on here?" How is it serving you? What's going to get done if you continue doing this? I think too, there, we, we have to acknowledge we have blind spots. Like we as human beings have blind spots. We just do. And so I think it's a little like hubris, a little arrogant for us to, to think that, that, you know, we, we are going to be so self-aware that we're going to be completely aware of all our blind spots. And I, I know sometimes I'm not aware of it until I'm actually like, speaking it through some, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like, um, I missed that. How did I miss that? And then it's a great aha moment, but it happens. And I think a lot of that, at least for me, comes from being able to, like, that's the importance of having that, the community, having having family, having support, having a support system is, is being able to turn to people and go, okay, wait, am I crazy here? Am I, like, you know, and, and sort of walk through that. Um, otherwise, you know, you could just be getting your crazy all over the place and not know it. Just unchecked crazy. <laughs> Defined, no, I'm kidding. Defined unchecked crazy. <laughs> but that those sort of seem like maybe in those cases where you go for those deep dives and spray soda all over yourself <laughs> you heard it <laughs> when you go for those deep dives maybe you know that would be a really good place to find someone else to give you sort of that insight and third person perspective but if we're strictly talking about like goal setting and setting sort of a session contract for yourself like how will i know this thing that i want to do will get okay. done that seems like you could like very easily coach yeah. yourself. Um, yeah, yes and no though, because like I, I will tell you this: like I can set goals for myself all day, and mm. then that's like the first thing to go out the window. Like the, the, but the moment somebody else is, I have set it. I would get it done for somebody, like to somebody else. The moment somebody else is expecting me to get it done, the moment somebody else is relying on me, or even just that I have verbalized that it will happen. Yeah that's when it becomes real and it's gotta happen. Like, <laughs> um, if it's just me talking to myself, I can just throw all the things I'm gonna do out the window. Like, it doesn't matter. In, there's this, I forgot where I read this, so don't cite me on this. I'll find the citations later. But in psychology, if you sort of 
talk about your goal or your end result to people, in some ways it already gives you that dopamine blast and you gives you that short-term reward and then you don't actually end up following through with this. And I, again, I need to do more research on this, but mm-hmm. from what I've read, sometimes it's not a good idea to tell people your goals right away because you're shooting yourself in the foot and maybe taking some time to reflect on yourself might be better in the long term. But then there's an argument to be said for faking it till you make it too. Like, right. I mean, uh, but, but yes, also I mean, the goal, goal setting is in itself tricky business. <laughs> um, as we have, I mean, we've explored in like in January with the one with a hundred dollar bill, pin it to the, with yeah, a letter. Money, yeah. <laughs> Destroying government property. Um, but it's, there is something there with that, like getting the reward before, and then what happens? We, have you, we've all had that moment. Like you guys have had that moment, haven't you? Where where you said you were going to do something, you told me about it, and then two weeks go by, and it had you haven't nothing's moved forward, and you absolutely. start to look at like, oh crap! Like, absolutely, <laughs> that has been the case for me, and I realized just don't tell anybody anything. Just do <laughs> the thing, and tell people after you've done it that you've already done whatever it is you're going to do. Because if I tell people, then for some reason that just inhibits me from actually accomplishing my goal. So just don't tell anybody anything. That's my motto. (laughs) I, I agree with that. I forget where I seen it, but I seen somewhere online. um, It was pretty much, um, I guess, kind of like a suggestion list of what to do to prepare for an interview. And one of those was, not to tell anyone about your interview um because once you tell someone about your interview then you've got all these extra expectations that kind of come along with it and it kind of it can put you in a space of just kind of i guess anxiety as opposed to you sitting with it with yourself and actually you know not having to consider other people's opinions and and the outcome the potential outcome maybe you're not going to get the job. You know, you just told someone and you didn't get it. So now it brings added anxiety to your situation. Um, so again, I forget where that was, but I seen that a little while ago. Yeah. That's me it. and Jerome are awfully pessimistic. Today. Yeah, well, let's say hi. We're going to say hi to Ruben. Hi Ruben. Hi. It's good to see you. Um, well, considering all options. I feel like for some people it works for others. It doesn't. So, well, the- well Oh, go ahead, Lisa. <laughs> well, in one moment, it could work in this situation. In another situation, it might be something we do differently. So, it, you know, again, none of this is ever going to be a cookie cutter because we are human. And that's where it makes an amazing <laughs> uh, place to either work with humans or ourselves because we're human. In the humanness, what could potentially blossom from that? I don't know. Well, the other thing too is when you, I get that it's, it's the, it's sort of the, the reason that we would self coach maybe is because we don't, we, we don't want to be confronted with all the reasons we go to, <laughs> go to a coach, right? Like, well, no, like, I mean, I mean, but that can be both good and bad. Like, like we may self coach because we don't want to get everybody's opinion because everybody's, every, that's what's going to happen is we're going to get a whole bunch of advice. The more people we tell, right. Um, so we'll just sort of coach, but a coach isn't going to do that. 
So a coach is a not different a training coach. Anyway. Yeah, not an ICF accredited coach. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get the advice. The, the 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 this is what you should do, and the guilt and the you know the that's a terrible idea. That's a great idea. Why would you do that? Like that's not going to yeah. come from a coach. Yeah. So, but but. but Oh, go on. Can we be truly objective with ourselves? Can we as human beings be objective in any way? Like, like, yeah. can we look at, are we going to like knock down things that we may otherwise explore if we actually have a, a, a coach there that it, that doesn't let us poo-poo the idea right away somehow? <laughs> um, I mean, I think we can coach ourselves with that. I think it's, I mean, if I think about what's going to be efficient in the process, I think it's easier to talk to someone and say things out loud, especially someone, someone you trust, not anyone, but someone you trust. Not, I mean, the coaching, we're talking about someone that is a coach. If I were talking to my coach, I would have expectations of that coach to not tell me their advice, to not give me their opinions, but allow me that sounding board space I don't know. It just feels more connecting that way and allows me to go deeper, but I've gone, you know, and now on the flip side, as we've been talking, I've gone pretty deep in my own writing and ask myself those questions, mm -hmm. but I think they're different questions. I think they're different gathering and having that human coach. I find value. I mean, I, I like human connection, so I definitely you yeah, well, in that. Being, me being somebody who's done both to a great degree, like I have done the coaching and I've done the self-exploration. And I even went in like, I had a, a period where I, that's where I was focused and I was doing, and, and I was in, you know, these, these like self-help situations with regularity. And I actually found in that, during that time, uh, the best thing for me was actually my solo work. Like this is me actually, like what I got, I got the most from it all yeah. when I took the time to be on my own and sort of process. But that doesn't mean that I wasn't learning in those situations. It just, I think it was just like was happening on my time and in my space, but really my reading, reading really helped a lot during that time. Like that really like caused a lot of growth in my life. Um, everybody read more not, books. <laughs> but everybody just needs to read more books. Um, yes. At the same time, though, like the, the other end of the spectrum, there have been times more recently that like I have been, especially when it comes to business and business ventures, because that's a lot. There's a lot there. It's personal. I don't know why I can gamble with that. But business, there's, I don't I'm less inclined to do the gambling. Um, so it's nice to have a safe space to share whatever's going on where there is. It's that safe space that like they're just going to ask questions and I can just learn and explore and talk. Whereas in no other situation is this possible. And talking to me, I've already done that a thousand times. I need another human being at that point. You know, I just, it's a necessity. Well, <laughs> and then after the year we've just all had with COVID and being home, I mean, there's a good deal of people that have been home by themselves that you guys could even answer this. Yeah. That how is it that you've been, participating with your self-growth what questions have you asked yourself and where are you today from that experience i don't know i think you literally want to know because i'll go get my notebooks <laughs> it, can, it can be beneficial but there's probably more 
uh, different information, having a coach could pull from that even with what you've done for yourself. So there's no wrong, obviously. There's no wrong answer here. It's not about right or wrong. It's what's going to be most effective in a given moment to help through it. I've, I've got a practical reason why maybe a coach would want to self-coach though. I, Co- wait, I was, what? Cost. Cost, yeah. If, you, if I'm a new coach starting out, let's just say- well, a coach. You're gonna get a, you find another coach. Well, coach. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was just gonna say, you know, you might not be in a financial position to want to find, uh, let's say, an established coach. Like you want to coach with someone who's. Well, now you're just being snooty. Yeah, I know, but I'm just giving you. <laughs> no, I get it. You don't want anyone giving you advice. You're, you're, no. you're already sort of in the know about coaching, and you know about ACC and PCC and MCC and. All but different so types of success okay, coaches. Can you have too many coaches? Like, can I coach with, like, I can coach with 10 people at once if I want. Yeah. <laughs> but all, all I'm saying is, you know, you might be, people might be disinclined to find a coach because they don't have the financial means to find the coach that they like or the one that speaks to them or their niche or their pain points. So they might find self-coaching. Do you, you hear that, though? People out there that want to be coaches, do you hear that? There is a chance that there is somebody out there that is looking for you and they can't find coaches like you. And so they're going to self-coach. So you better fill your niche quickly. <laughs> but what I'm, what the alternative to that which you addressed is there's plenty of coaches who want to get those coaching hours who will exchange coaching with you, uh, like trading, and who would do it for free as well. Um, you're not stuck with just yourself. I want to. <laughs> You're not stuck. Yeah, <laughs> you have options. Yeah, there are. There are. There is another way. Um, yeah. So, two. I have two. Two things I'd like to. One, we say Kendra. Kendra threw this out here. That's me right now. Just became a coach, and I'm scared to put myself out there. So I want to tackle this. But the other thing I want to tackle too is: is it dangerous to self-coach, and when is it dangerous? self-coach when could it possibly be damaging to coach your yourself ego is as big as the world when you charge yourself too much money <laughs> <laughs> but i'm paying myself so therefore i recover when you, when you give yourself bad advice <laughs> when your ego is non-existent or too big no. i think there's yeah. got to be an in-between <laughs> yeah but any person that has a big enough ego to think to be a problem is not going to think that they're going to be exactly. like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to the girl. I'm going to coach uh, myself. I'm <laughs> coaching. Um, Kendra's question was in response to when me and Jerome were talking about, um, you know, the dangers of putting yourself out there and shooting yourself in the foot. The important part is knowing what your block is and, is that the important there part? is a bit of anxiety for myself. If is that, is that the important part? Can you conclusively say that is the important part? Well, <laughs> it's one of the important parts. All I'm saying is knowing why you're afraid to put yourself out there. Because being afraid to put yourself out there, that's, you know, everybody is. That's not, you know. I argue you don't need to know why. I argue that, you know, that the why is not important in this. I, I argue what is important is that you do. Uh, that, that whether whether or not the why it can you can figure that out later, 
whether you feel like a fraud or you feel like, a, you know, anything, put yourself out there. Just do it. Go against the, the, the all of the parts of you that say don't worry about the whys later because you can get lost in the why and start to do the do and put yourself out there. I, for me, that's what's important. Self-exploration can happen later, but start your business. <laughs> but if, I'm sorry for, for not yes-anding you, Anthony. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I'm just going to never talk again. There's there's a question that came up. It says, it sounds like self-coaching can be limiting. How do you see your own blind spots? I mean, you could ask yourself, what potentially are my blind spots there? You could have those series of questions that prompt you. So can that work? How do we, no, but okay. They're blind spots by definition. So what would those questions be exactly? What is a question? Yeah that we can ask ourselves to identify a blind spot if we're in fact blind to it. Maybe we don't ask ourselves, and one of our tools is those around us and we ask them, what do you notice about me in this particular scenario? It might hurt, but if you're trying to coach yourself and you Mm -hmm. need that perspective, um, you probably, you won't even get that with the coach. So maybe there's some benefit to doing that. As Mm -hmm. a could hurt, that could hurt. Yeah, just getting straight in. But I'm thinking, but what if you, what if you asked what is what like try to really genuinely put yourself in somebody else's shoes i know you can't fully do that but if you took a moment to try like to put the genuine effort in to do that like are like is, what questions could the reads do that because i think that might be reveal a blind spot right if you're in this particular situation and another potential is uh, something i've used is the fly on the wall what is the fly on the wall noticing that you haven't mentioned here Ooh, or the positioning exercise would be good. Might be good in that too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Positioning yep. exercise. Elaborate. <laughs> two. So wow. The ability to move yourself out of that, you know, if we call it a blind spot, stuck spot, whatever that spot is, and have a different perspective. So finding perspective and changing it. Because if you change the mirror in your car, the blind spot might not be the blind spot anymore, right? So it's that that shifting, that's changing, maybe changing just as simple as changing your body position might give you a different perspective. Um, Changing your location, changing where you're thinking about it or your routine might in fact give you, or just trying something different might give you a different perspective. Yeah. So it's, it's a potential. I still feel like it's more effective for me to talk to my coach versus self-coach. I think it's, I think it's, I'm going to stick with efficiency. Not, it's, it's not impossible to coach myself, but I have to be willing to move myself around so that I can look at things differently. Yeah. Kendra, Kendra, your last name is Battle. Get in there. <laughs> I like that battle. Uh, she said self-judgment and feeling not good enough, uh, yeah. though I know it's not the truth. And we do. I, we all know. We. I think I, I can exclusively say, unless we're a narcissist, um, and even then the narcissist is protecting somebody who doesn't feel good enough, um, uh, that, that, that we all have that feeling of that, like, we aren't good enough. Um, uh, what can you do to get past it? What can you do to not let the, that feeling win? And it's not, it's usually about not denying it. It's acknowledging that space. Yes, I recognize that. And it's doing that and concept and 
here's also what I know to be true. I got to go mute. The dogs are going to go cuckoo again. <laughs> um, but I think what Lisa was saying, it's the, it's the knowing it, but also I think it's, uh, here's a, a question I might ask in that situation that I'm not good enough situation is, is, um, well, what, what, who do you have to be to be good enough? Who is the good enough person? What is good enough? What is good enough? When have you been good enough? What is enough? Damn it. <laughs> I could go down the negative Nelly path on all of those. but I was going to say becoming a certified life coach through CLCI. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Define enough, really, though, ultimately. Like, we can go down the, the more <laughs> sort of... But, but like we, we have an exercise in level two, this is all great level two stuff, uh, like the black and white. I mean, we're thinking and enough is thinking very, it's a very black and white kind of thinking, isn't it? Like you're either enough or you're not enough. When the reality is there's a whole bunch of gray in between. <laughs> moving the goalposts as well is typical because you'll say, oh, I need to have this much experience before I'm, and my website ready to get out there. And then when you get out there, oh, wait, that's not enough. I need to do this other thing. And you keep moving the goalpost further and further away from you. Sometimes you just have to stop it and just, I am enough. That's it. I am enough. Well, because here's Everything the thing. else will be extra. You are enough I am for enough. somebody. You're enough for somebody. There is somebody out there that 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 will will you will connect with. It is just bound to happen. There are. I mean, Anthony gave me the statistic, and and I appreciate it to the nth degree. Is that if you're one in a million, there's seven thousand whatever one hundred and sixty four of you out there, which means th those are seven thousand people that if that need would connect with you that are looking for somebody just like you that, and to think that you're enough and you can find that's plenty of clients. <laughs> um, you are enough for somebody and no matter where you are in your path, right? There's somebody that's looking up to you. There just is. Um, and so, so put yourself out there. Uh, and that's the, the best thing is put yourself out there. And I guarantee you'd be surprised by, by, by how enough you are. <laughs> Am I enough for myself though? All right. Well, that's up to you. To coach myself. <laughs> to coach That's a personal having that, problem. <laughs> having us self-evaluate like that, I don't think is a bad thing because no. even telling oh, our negative beliefs and thoughts can provide us great clarity and allow us to really have care and concern for those that we want to work with. Those that are callous and don't give a rat's patootie, I don't want to work with those people, right? They're not going to be the best coach for me. And yet being aware that I care as a coach doesn't mean I take over the coaching session when I'm working with my client. Having a coach that gets a coach or works on themselves, I think they're a huge value because well, they know what it's, what it's what it means to do the work. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I, exactly. We, we, we can't take our clients further than we've gotten is a lot of what, what a lot of people say. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily 100% true, right? I don't know that that is. Um, but, but what I do know to be true is that, like you were saying, the self-awareness key, if, if we aren't self-aware, if we aren't able to self-assess, if we aren't able to take a moment and go, 
this is how I am. This is who I am. This is how coaching. It wouldn't work because it's entirely self-based at the end of the day. Right. Is ultimately coaching is self a self process. Is it not? It's guided by us. It is. It is. And, and, and much of the work comes on our own time when we are not with our coach. And that is that self awareness piece. And I think without that, we're lost. Like there's no, there's no learning. There's no evolving. There's no growth. If you can't check in and go, okay, I am this way. I'd like to be this way. I have to do this in order for that to happen. <laughs> right. That is, just, I mean, that's the part of the process. Is it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm done now. Soapbox. <laughs> well, I was, it got me thinking, how do you, if you're self-coaching, isn't the assessment of progress made made by yourself anyways? So if I know that I've reached my goal, whatever that goal is, and I, f- I feel satisfied by it, isn't that good enough to self-coach? The fact that I'm satisfied by whatever progress I made? Well, yeah, but I think that that's not the clue who, who our coaches are looking for our clients aren't the folks that are satisfied with the product project or the progress they've made up at this point our clients are typically folks who who have gotten to a point and they feel like they plateaued or they feel stuck or they feel like like they haven't been able to figure it out on their own and now they're looking for the assist and that's where a coach comes in right i'm talking about a coach spit only coaching themselves so if they've gotten to that point like the client where they felt like they plateaued and they say themselves I'm going to start self-coaching. I'm going to see what this is all about. If they feel that they've made some sort of progress, isn't that good enough? That's up to them. Yeah. It might be if they come to that conclusion, yep, this is good enough, then that's perfectly fine. If they came to the conclusion, I need to have more growth. I mean, any answer, insert any answer, Mm -hmm. you can be done with that. But when they go down the path of really the exploration of that answer, they're going to find out what the truth is. Or could it be a blind spot that they find? I mean, there's a lot of different words. I was going to say that might put you in a weird position because we talked about this a few weeks, how like coaches don't say good job and they don't, (laughs) they don't give their approval of the outcome or disapproval of the outcome. But if you're coaching yourself, you're the client and the coach and you are simultaneously not supposed to give your approval <laughs> of whatever happened and somehow you, evaluate. you cannot be objective to yourself. Like yeah, you cannot not be like, because as a coach, we might be whole, having judgments. Like we might <laughs> in our heads, don't tell our clients. <laughs> we might be thinking the things we're not, we're supposed to be blank slating. We're supposed to, but we're human and we have flaws. Right. So, but we as coaches can, we are allowed to not speak those out loud. We're not supposed to, we keep those quiet. We quiet them, we put them away, we shelve them, we do what we need. But if it's me coaching myself, that, 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 because I'm going to hear it. I'm going to, like, you know, yeah. I can't know that. Like that. <laughs> um, and that's where that like negative self-talk, those blocks, those blind spots, that's what those are ultimately. And you can't, you can't shut those off entirely. Right. Um, I mean, at least I have never successfully, they always creep in somehow, but you learn how to quiet them a bit, but you still hear them. And I think that that, that the coach gives you this gently, truly neutral space, right? Um, is my thought. Jerome, you're quiet. 
No, that's a good thought. Really. <laughs> thinking about that, that is probably the major difference is having an objective, you know, opinion. No, I wouldn't, I can't say opinion, but having an objective factor in your session um, as a, from coaching yourself opposed to coaching with another coach or excuse me, coaching with the coach. Um, so, yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I will say like, oh, so go ahead keep talking. Jerome, go, yeah. Go. So that's, always, that's the main factor. I think probably the biggest factor um, that if you're, yes, you can coach yourself. I think you can coach yourself um, pretty well at, in certain, at certain times. Um, but when you do need that objective factor and um, whatever portion of your life that you're moving through, that's when I think a coach cannot be replaced. I think the plateau too is important as well. Like when you reach, I, I will all, I mean, I just, it's important. I, we all, I think everybody, nobody listening or watching or anything is going to disagree. Like there comes a point in everybody's life where you just need a human being. Like yeah. it just needs to happen. Like, um, and, and, but that doesn't mean you can only take yourself so far. Right. Um, what do they say? If you want to go somewhere fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with others. Uh, so, I mean, that's, it, it's which is a cliche, but at the same time, it makes sense. Like, we'll get you further, you'll go further if you yeah. have another human being there. So. I think that applies here too. It really does. You can coach yourself through short term experiences, but if you really want to get through the nitty gritty of long term, um, I guess whatever success to you in a client session or a coaching session would be, that's when, again, I think having a coach would be probably more beneficial. Um, in the long term so long term yeah. versus short term short term sure coach yourself through it but long term you probably want to have again that objective piece that can be there for you, um, you over and over. well and we can still learn from that as a client right we can learn through the process how to add more questions to our toolbox as a client so that i'm going longer as well so that when i come back to the coach i go to the next level Go ahead, Brooke. I interrupted. Sorry. Oh no, I was just—I was going to say something silly, and uh, I've completely uh, forgotten what it was. So um, it was—it was something to the effect of, of coaching and, and questions and, and following the go-learn structure and making sure that you still abide by that when you're self-coaching. <laughs> well, I was thinking of that too. Like, what if you just did it as rigid as possible? You greeted yourself, and then. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine? Like, like I record it and like record it for ICF. Like, take yourself, play both roles. Oh my God, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> I mean, you're demonstrating you know how to coach. <laughs> and you I are your own idea that. that's, that's an inquiring mind you, question. You're in a different voice. <laughs> I'm gonna, no, I'm going to I'm going to get a makeup artist to like do makeup and put well, like You don't have to be visual. Everything. Oh, you don't? No, it's auditory. Oh, I'm going to do it as like a, a character. Like I'm going to voice act like Homer well, you'll Simpson. you'll have to voice act in it. Yeah. <laughs> you can even do like like the little like foot, like, like what do they call that? The sound effects? Come <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. All this is around, can we self-coach ourselves? We've gone down a craziness path. Yeah, if you've got multiple personalities, you can coach those other personalities, right? But they, they like, won't remember it, though, because they don't acknowledge one another. Well, you know, that's fine. Mind you, we're not making fun of anyone. We're just having no, fun no. with the yeah. concept of self-coaching and what's possible, what's not really possible. I mean, I think anything's possible. 
what is likely? That's the question. I would say the tools that I use the most in a self-coaching space of, of all, it sort of would be like the Byron Katie's the work kind of thing. Also as well, um, um, the not well SWOT analysis is wonderful as well as the other one is um, the Cartesian logic. Like that is like a go-to for decision-making. And I don't need another, I don't need another human being for that. Like I can, I can use my Cartesian logic and, and go, okay, my four column to do or you know good bad list essentially and that gain a tremendous amount of information and doesn't really require another human being for me to yeah. do so um, no. those, those aren't coaching though that's those are just tools it is, that, though it's questions at the end of the day i'm just it's a tool that is asking me questions right it's just a, it's a, a tool with a structure it's a question with structure there's really what those are so it is coaching at the end as well because it's questions with structure it's it's mm -hmm. a form of soft self-coaching we'll call it yeah. self self-coaching <laughs> no yes no hardcore coaching here yeah. <laughs> um, well, don't ask I me would... any hard questions <laughs> self don't yeah. ask me any hard questions <laughs> i'm not in the mood for it today <laughs> <laughs> can you take yourself deeper how deep can you go with yourself <laughs> okay this is going you gotta back off there <laughs> I'm a 12-year-old boy right now. Okay? I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go further down this line of logic. I've been teaching um, all day. I can go down this silly. Yeah, we're all tired. Yeah, we're right? very tired today. Yeah, we are. Um, so. so it's like, so the tools is sort of, it creates a pseudo, like, I'm going to be speaking in somewhat, like, abstract terms. But when you're speaking with a coach, there's a subject, me, and the object, the coach, and there's that relationship between the two. Not that I'm saying coaches are like objects. Yeah. I'm just saying there's a relationship there. Objectifying coaches now, are we? Yeah, <laughs> that'll be our next topic. <laughs> if you use a tool, you're creating a subject-object relationship with the tools that you're using to gain some sort of reflection. And like people use like tarot cards, for example. Like mm -hmm. some tarot practitioners say you can't read for yourself. That's not true. You can read for yourself and gain insight. It's just spooky woo woo warning. Spooky yeah, spooky woo -woo warning. warning but <laughs> essentially, it's just gatekeeping at that point, and you're being like overly technical it's, with the definition. Like that's what those, those all those things exist. It's it's yeah. not they exist. So they're general and astrology, all of it. It's general enough. Yeah, that we can we can gain something from it, <laughs> some knowledge from it. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's so targeted that it's like you're gonna break your leg on Tuesday. Like that doesn't happen. Like no, it's it's oh, much yeah. out here, and that's so that we can gain some kind of insight from it. I don't right? think it's spooky. All it is is a platform to put yourself on that you may not normally put yourself on, and then you mm -hmm. kind of just formulate opinions and thoughts from there, and maybe introspection. That just all comes from that platform you put yourself Which on. Which is which is the that's what coaching I mean, that this is uh, it brings us all back full circle coaching what is co coaching asking questions asking open-ended questions open-ended questions in which we can come to our own conclusions and that uh, ultimately is is a coaching thing right and when so there was this book that i read and that's what it made me question some of my belief systems and i started writing questions about that um, belief system and what it was asking it was another the, the the author was actually putting himself through the paces <clears throat> and asking those questions of himself. And then I go, oh, that's a really good question. What would I ask myself here? And then I just started jotting down those questions and answering them. 
And for me, that's a lot of where my coaching questions have come from and evolved from is that time that I spent questioning myself. Um, so using that as a tool to coach others, I've coached myself with those. So it goes back to what our premise is. Can we coach ourselves? Yes. And I think we can go further with having someone present with us because they can be more effective at helping us through our blind spots, our limiting beliefs, the things that prevent us from, you know, making that next step and moving forward. I'm reading, I'm looking at an article um, uh, and it's interesting. Uh, it was just because I was going to bring us back to a completely, I was just going to say, we have 10 minutes left and I'd like this. We, we have, we, I think we have self coached, talked about the selfing and the coaching and the self coaching as long as we can talk about self coaching. <laughs> um, but I, what I wanted to do is, is sort of one more time address that feeling of not enoughness and, and, because that is something that's so common with our coach, like with, with everybody, but especially with graduating coaches, with with um, a fresh new face, uh, let's do this. They get out there and one thing or another, I am not enough. I am not, I can't do this. People are gonna get, they get stuck in that space. So what do you say to those folk? For, for one of the things I have said as I'm taking in what you are asking, you know, we're not all, any of us are born under a, uh, under a turnip truck yesterday, right? We've gone through life. We've experienced things. Now, where I'm coming from is that wisdom, that inner wisdom and inner knowing. We, we all have that. And when we are recognizing as the coach, we don't have to have the answers. We don't have to, we, ha we wanna know the format, the go learn format as we share it, that framework of being aware of that, but we don't have to have the answers. And that's kind of the freeing piece um, through any of our coaching classes when they get to realize and come to the um, cognitive thought of, oh, I don't have to have the answers. They relax into the process of what it actually means. Now they might put an inhibitor in that prevents them from getting out and actually coaching. That's the overthinking piece. And so it becomes into finding that passion that they have and who they want to connect with. In that space, before working with clients, it's all about the coach in that moment finding their comfort and their value. And even if it's uncomfortable pushing through it, uh, what would you guys say? Well, I would say with that uncomfortableness piece, um, think back to a time where something wasn't comfortable for you and you did overcome that, uh, that whatever circumstance that was. I know I always, I like to think back, um, way back to high school, if there's something where I'm, I'm going through, I'm doing something and it's uncomfortable for me. I think back to football summer camp and not fun, not fun at all. Hated it, was scared, terrified of it right before it came up every year, but didn't quit. So being able to tell myself that I made it through that and saying that I can make it through pretty much anything um, with that same mindset really helps kind of garner some of that strength that you may feel like you're lacking in the moment. My take on this, and this is sort of me deferring to the ICF, it's perfectly understood that 
you know, you need to coach to become a better coach. That's the only way you make progress. And it's not one of those skills that you can sit and read books and take classes and then boom, you're there. It's you absolutely have to get out there and coach and that's how you improve and become a better coach. And yeah, you build confidence that way as well. I mean, the more you do something, the more confidence you have in doing it. So getting out there and getting going. You can't use the imagine tool for a while, but you really do have to get out there and test those waters. Um, I think a big thing here too is is remember progress, not perfection. Like like there's there's no such thing as enough. There's no such thing as perfect. There's no such there's there what there is 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 you putting yourself out there and doing and and however that comes out and then, and you're gonna trip up. You're gonna you're you're not gonna be you know the single best thing uh, couch on the planet ever making five five billion dollars right out the gate no but you're gonna create the tools to to build whatever it is that you want to build and become whatever it is you want to become but you cannot begin to make those tools until you take the first step right you can't so take that first step and if it's a stumble that's okay get you've learned something um that's part of the process and i think that that's huge and also remember that whoever out there that you look up to that you think is enough right that you think is good enough they don't feel good enough to they compare themselves to other people too they they have the exact same feelings and flaws and thoughts that you have and and um it's just they they have been 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 learning to suppress it longer um, <laughs> so just before they've challenged themselves time and time and time again that they're now in the side of trusting the process because they mm-hmm. have been out there and experimented with trying and trying just, i mean like there was a time of dan this is a great example where we we all didn't know how to walk at one point right we all had no clue <laughs> um and we started out crawling and then we started walking and we fell a bunch we fell a bunch and as kids we fall a ton we get scraped but what do we do we cry for two seconds maybe we get up and we try again and we just keep going but without all of that falling without all of those lessons and all those muscles being built in that process we couldn't be the upright standing adults walking folk we are now, right? Um, uh, but that all had to come with the whole, but we forget about that. Like we, we don't remember that as kids. We don't remember learning to walk. We don't remember it just, it's an innate thing we know for most of us, to those who can't, I apologize for the metaphor, um, <laughs> um, uh, that, that, that we can get up and, and get up and do that. But we take for granted how many muscles and things had to learn and had to had to have to have to work for that to happen and and we just trust that it is well you'll get that point with coaching if you do it enough you'll get to a point where you just trust that that it is and that Mm -hmm. you can uh you just have to start start to do that Um, i think it's a good sign that you have some of this sort of anxiety and fear about coaching because it means that you care and it means you're not a psycho or an egomaniac who's just like i can coach whoever whenever do whatever it that's how people that's how harm comes to people in coaching because a coach thinks they know everything and they might do or say something that is better left to like a therapist or they just flat out give advice like my dad would always say every time i was nervous before anything well good it means you care about it like that's good you should be if you're nervous about it it means you care about it so that means don't just don't let the nervous win. <laughs> it's there for a reason. It exists for a reason. It exists because you care and you want to protect it and you're you're excited about it. It means your heart's invested in it. Um, uh, but don't let the fear win. You, you set it aside 
you 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 acknowledge it. You it's there. It's there for a reason. It's important. Uh, and it's what is it telling me? Now let's move forward and and take the first step. Right. All right, that's it. We're out of time. You guys sign off. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is Certified Life Coach Institute. We just got done talking about can you self-coach? My answer is yes, with some ands and some buts. But it can be done. Ands and buts to self-coaching. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Um, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to be here next week. Tuesday at 4 Pacific Standard. Uh, join us on our three-day intensive. They're incredible. We're in a class right now. Well, not right now. It's over. It's done for the day. But we're in the process of our class today. We got one this weekend. Our intensives are really wonderful and growth uh, experiencing. I don't know. I think I'm tired of talking. <laughs> I can't think of the words. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> Alrighty. So everybody check out certified life coach institute.com. Certified life coach. Yeah. Like us on Thank you for watching. Oh, and comment, right. guys. Comment. Yeah. Anything that you want to hear, any topics that you guys are interested in. If you're a coach, yes. you want to be coach, if you, if you are watching this at all and you want us to, to delve in to something that you are thinking about and just and, and workshop it out and, and talk to you about it or anything, any questions, please yeah. leave them in Thank the you. comments. We will get to them. We absolutely will. Uh, if you want to be uh, a guest. Ideas. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a guest, if you want to sponsor us, go ahead. You know, we'll take care <laughs> Thank you, Kendra. And Kendra, you Thank are you enough. Are You're enough. enough. You're enough. You're enough. You are enough. <laughs> More than. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.